So, but don't sit down. <laughs> okay. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. So good to have every one of you. Now, we know God. God the Father. And then we have God the Son. The Word of God. And God the Spirit. Some people sometimes refer to him as, especially when they're talking about baptism in the Holy Spirit, they use the word it, and they say, you're wrong. It's him. Amen? Him. He is the creative force. He is the creative force. God, the word, gives the command, but he is that creative force. And the good thing about this, he is with us today. He is the one in charge of the church. A lot of people don't realize that. Just like Jesus was here and he spent those three years ministering, taking care of God's business, Jesus is up with the Father, seated at the right hand of the Father, but he sent the Holy Spirit to take charge and he is the one in charge today. And so we do everything to please God, God the Holy Spirit, because He is that creative force. And there is only one thing that moves Him. Not crying, not begging. We're not beggars, amen? There's only one thing that moves Him. Faith. Faith. That's the only thing he responds to. That's what earns you forgiveness. Faith in God. Faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus brings forgiveness into your heart. And you can feel it. When that forgiveness comes, you feel it. The guilt is no longer there. You feel the power of God in your life. You know you're accepted. And all that came through faith. That's what moves the Holy Spirit. The good thing is, if you are a Christian, you have faith. You have it. You receive faith. You are not going to have faith. You have faith. And you can develop that faith. You can make it grow. You can make it more powerful. You can make the Holy Spirit more responsive to your faith. Because you're using your muscle. Amen. That's your muscle. Exercise it. Amen. So, the title of my message is, Use the faith you have. Use the faith you have. You have the faith. Use the faith. The more you use it, the more it works for you. It's not working for you the more this Holy Spirit is moved. Because you know, you're connected by faith. The faith that brings salvation to you. You know, in Ephesians chapter chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, For by grace you have been saved. 
have been saved. If you were saved, you have been saved. It's by grace that you have been saved through faith. So salvation by grace came through faith. If you don't have faith, you got no grace. The grace comes and salvation comes through faith. And he says that faith is not of yourself. The faith for your salvation is not of yourself. It is the gift of God. So you received faith which is a gift from God and is there. If you don't want that gift, give me. I'll take it as well. Not kidding. <laughs> but it's a gift from God. You have it. Don't ever say you don't have faith. Because you make God a liar. And remember, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. You have faith. It's just that some have little faith. Okay. Uh-huh. That's painful. And then some have great faith. You know why? They use me. They've been using their faith. So, oh ye of little faith, I feel sorry for you. Because you are almost close to begging. Okay? But you can have great faith. But you have faith. It's a gift from God. It is a gift of God, not of works, so no one can boast. So how does faith come? How did you receive your faith? Romans 10 verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There's no other way. So every time you're hearing the word of God, guess what's coming to you? Faith. Faith comes. Every time you hear the word of God, the reason why many cannot grow their faith is because they don't spend any time in the word. They don't spend time before God. When you come to church and the time, the atmosphere is great and people are worshiping, God's presence, guess what? God's dispensing a lot to people. And as you hear the word, the atmosphere is right. Your understanding is right there because the Holy Spirit is present. As God's being worshipped. And the more you are in the presence of God, and the more you are there in worship, it's easy. You won't even know something is going on. But in your heart, all you do is, maybe you think you're shaking your head. But what's going on is faith is being delivered into your heart. And it stays there forever. He's being delivered. Every time you hear the word, according to King James, faith cometh. It comes every time you hear the word. Every time and it goes, there are different things to deal with in life. There are financial things to deal with. There are relationship things to deal with. Then there is health. And all of this. The one who neglects your faith in that area is going to be called little faith. You know, I had a dream sometime, and I was thinking of somebody, 
it was just in a dream, not, not thinking. And what came to me is great men of God, but they didn't bother to look at this area. And they have to pay the price for that. The area of God's word that you neglect, you can't operate in that area. Maybe you didn't have faith in that area. Because you never examined the word in that area. You love other things. Some love praise and worship is God. You have a lot of faith. And you can really move. But there are so many things in the word of God to look at. And so when you open yourself to that new area, and even though you don't understand, you seek to understand, then God opens your eyes because you desire it. And the desire of a righteous man will be granted. And then as you open your eyes and your ears, faith is put into your life. And that's the only thing that you have to deal with God. That's the currency of heaven. And God says, faith, I'm glad that God put this here for us to understand. Faith comes through hearing. That's revelation. You can't stay away from God's word and stay away from being in church constantly when something, and you know there is always something called the evil day. When you've been away from the presence of God, away from God's word, and all of that, everyone is going to have an evil day. And when you have an evil day, you better have friends that know God to pray for you. Because you won't be able to stand. You don't have the faith. But even after that, God still expects you to stand. Because is that crucial? Is that important? Faith comes through hearing the word of God. So I know that's how I get faith. And that's the only thing that moves God's creative force, the Holy Spirit. So the word of God is very important. You have faith in you. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 says, For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, among you mean among Christians, every one of you. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has what dealt to every one, to each one, a measure of faith. So if you're a Christian, you have faith. But God wants you to grow in grace. In other words, grow in faith. You know, the Holy Spirit, I consider the change agent. Amen? He's the change agent. He changes things every time he's moved. Things change. For the better. Every time the Holy Spirit moves, things change. He is the greatest agent of change in everyone's life. I also refer to him as the change master. Amen. Change master. He changes stuff. 
every time you can move him into action, things change for the better. And you have the faith to do that. Listen to this. Mark chapter 9. Jesus was speaking to a man who had brought his son. I've read that scriptures many times, but I had to really zero in on it and see what's really going on here. And I've shared this here before. The man brought his son believing that he was going to be healed. We say he has epilepsy, seizures, and stuff like that. But when he came around, Jesus wasn't there. Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration with the, the three disciples, Peter, James, and John. And so when, when Jesus came down, the disciples had been trying to cast out the devil. And the devil would not leave. And Jesus said, how long will I suffer you? How long will I be with you? I'm sure sometimes we, we read and we're not thinking. If I were the father, and you've heard that these men have been sent out by Jesus, and they've cast out devils, and they do miracles, now you brought your son, and initially he seemed like they had confidence, and then you saw them struggling, and the demon is not going anywhere, you start wondering, is, this thing go- is my son going to ever be free? He was wondering that, and at that stage, he lost his faith. He wasn't that confident anymore. If he wasn't confident, initially, he wouldn't go searching for them. So he came with a lot of faith, believing this is the answer. And there, for hours, I don't know how long, they were struggling, and nothing was happening. His faith was gone. And nothing was going on. And so Jesus said to them, how long will I be with you? And then you will think Jesus will immediately go and cast out the devil, but he never did that. He started talking to the Father. You know why? In my opinion, he had to awaken his faith again. He was gone. Because without faith, it is impossible to please him. So Jesus started talking to him, asking him, how long has it been? Oh, the man was willing to let him know. At this time, he was full of frustration. He says in verse 22, Mark 9, And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, he's speaking to the Son of God. If you can do anything, he said, have compassion on us and help us. And I think in my mind, Jesus like walked away from him like... That's not a good statement to make. Okay? And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, basically, it's in your court. The power was right there. Jesus could. But until there is faith, nothing happens. If you can do anything, that's not the question. It's not whether God can change the situation. That's not the problem. The problem is whether I can believe God to change the situation. And that's where we should focus. No matter what you're going through, the problem, if you're staying in your life, the problem is not whether God has love for you or compassion. He already has compassion. The man said, have compassion on us. He was compassion standing there. 
That's not the issue. The issue is, do you believe that God will do it? Many of us believe God can. How many believe God can? Pastor, I believe God can do anything. But when we zero in on your problem, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where the issue is. We're not sure. We know he can, but we're not sure that he, he will. But you know, God cannot lie. He will. His word remains the same. So the, fellow, the man said, if you can do anything, Jesus said, that's not a good question, but if you can believe, can believe. Can you believe this morning? Can I hear your voice? Can you believe this morning? Are you able to believe this morning? And notice, if you can believe, it's up to you. If you can believe, Jesus says, all things. All things. If you can believe, all things are possible to the one who believes. So the one means anyone. The issue is if I can believe. And the good thing that I know from the word of God, you have faith. You already have faith. He was delivered to you when Jesus came into your life. So what's the issue? You know, the man had faith. Jesus had to make him say it. Amen. The man had to speak. I believe. Maybe you can't really see the believing in me. Uh, but help my own belief, okay? How many have prayed that way? Unbelieving believers, right? <laughs> help my own belief. And immediately, Jesus turned to the kid. And the problem was over. And the Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he's done one miracle one time, that's a clear sign that he is still doing miracles today. And he will do it for you. If you will believe. So my thing is my believing. I have to show up my believing. Whatever it takes for me to show up my believing. Do you notice what the man said? Hey, I believe. Right? Wouldn't you say the same to Jesus today? Concerning whatever you're going through, I believe. And if you're not too sure, then add the second part. Help my unbelief. Okay? Very important. The key is use your faith. Use the faith that God has given to you. All Jesus asks for, if you have, let me go to the scripture here. Matthew 17, verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you know how small that is? A mustard seed is so tiny. Jesus said, if you have it, we've already concluded every one of us have faith, right? You have faith, right? Jesus said, if you have faith, if you have faith, as the mustard seed, what would you do? Say. 
Can you get it? You can have all the faith and stay at the mountain for a thousand years. And the mountain is still there. Amen. If you have faith, even as small as a mustard seed, don't tell me the stories about the mountain, how the mountain came to be, and how long the mountain has been standing in your way, and give the history of the mountain. Say to the mountain. Amen? Say. Say something. The mountain has been staring at you wondering, is he not going to say something? He's got faith. Jesus said, all you need is little. So the mountain remains, even though your faith is that little, the mountain remains because you're saying nothing. You're doing nothing. According to the scriptures. You can say to this mountain, even if your faith is that small. And you know Jesus will not lie to us. But we, we are very good at telling all the negative stories about some problem. When I'm praying for the sick, I've learned not to listen to them. Excuse me, I shouldn't say that here. But, but, but they want to tell you how bad the problem is. And, and by the time they're through, they're through with they're telling you about their problems and how long it's been and how many places they've been and how you've, you've lost your own faith, right? <laughs> oh, yes. So the guy tells me, Aura Roberts prayed for me. So if Aura Roberts prayed for you, you got nothing. Why are you here? Amen. So you, I've learned not to listen to them. I'm sorry, okay? Especially when they want to give me the story and the history about all of this stuff. I will just keep, just, okay, yes, okay. That's a small thing for God. When they're true, that's what I told them. That's a small problem for God. And they look, you didn't get it? You're not afraid? Oh, that's little for God. I mean, and then let me tell you my own story okay, before you tell your story. But that's what people do. Don't tell the story of the problem. Speak to the problem. Speak to the problem, to that mountain. Jesus said, if you have faith, that's why I titled it, use your faith. The more negative things you say and how long it's been in your life and why you think it never go away, why you think it's a curse that's going down your family and now it's arrived in your life, the more you speak all of those things, your faith is totally inactive and won't help. Will not move the change maker. Will not move the change maker. That's why I've said, when you become a Christian, no matter what church you go to, please learn the language of heaven. Learn the new language. When you come to America, learn to speak English. Even if it's an accent, it doesn't matter. Be English. 
Amen. Amen. I like it when I go to prison and I'm sharing with them. I'll tell them, you guys have accent and I don't. If you don't speak with an accent, you don't speak at all. All of you have an accent. But speak to the problem. That's what the Bible says. It's called the spirit of faith. Use your faith. Demonstrate. You know that God's with you. Speak it out. You may not see anything. Then I'm coming with a message later. God who walks behind the scene. Amen. You don't see. It seems like nothing is going on. But he's arranging everything. He has all the ingredients. For that, that good food that you want. And he's putting them little by. Be patient. Don't salivate too early. Just wait. He has something precious that he wants to make. And it takes time. But those who wait on God. You got to wait. But don't give up your faith. And speak the word. Second Corinthians 4 verse 13 makes it very clear. And since we, who is we? That's us. You mean you? Really? That's right. And since we have the same, what kind? The same spirit of faith that Jesus had. That Paul had. That Peter had. We have that same spirit of faith. You know why? Because we heard the same word. We heard the same word. And we received the same quality of faith that they received. God was the one that dealt it away to us. Because we believe that's the truth. He gave it. I have it. That's why I believe the Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by faith. By faith. You know, by force, I should say. But you need to understand that those disciples, if you read uh, Hebrews chapter 11, some of them will not give up. There was a man in the Old Testament, he fought so hard, afterwards they had to pry his hand off that sword. He won't give up alone with God walking with him. We have the same spirit of faith according to what is written. When you see what is written, it's telling you this is law, principle of life. Principle of faith, according to what is written. In, in other words, this has been settled in heaven as good as gravity. This has been settled in heaven. This is the way it works, according to what is written. That's why Satan could not say anything further when Jesus says to him, It is written. According to what is already written, I believe. And therefore, I what? I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Don't stay at the mountain. Speak to it. And Jesus tells us what to say to the mountain. Be removed. Be removed. And be cast. And he's not teasing us. He's telling us heavenly things. 
that we walk in the natural here in our world. In other words, Jesus was telling us, this is how I do it. I speak to it. I speak to it. Sometimes, you know, you've read in the scripture, a man crippled, and Jesus says, take up your bed, go home. No word, I am now healing you, so take up your bed. No, he just says it to the man. He speaks to the problem. We have that same spirit of faith. You know, release your faith. Have what ministers call point of contact. Your point of contact is, you know, I, I was reading a story about a man who was in a camp meeting, and everybody was being healed. Every, he go up every time they call for healing, he goes up, and nothing happens. And he watched everybody get healed, and he was wondering something was something must be wrong with me. How come they all come up, they all receive, and he he's left alone? What? But he, he will always return. You know, in those days they will have meetings for a whole week, every night. They're preaching. And he he was there. Everyone wondering. But one day he he listened. As he as he listened, he got it. Guess what he got? He got faith. He understood it. When they called for prayer, he didn't go up. He sat back down there. And then when the minister was through with praying with everybody, he went to the minister. He said, uh, I think that was in the morning. He said, uh, uh, tonight I'm coming back. And you're going to lay your hands right here. And I'm going to receive my healing. He knew he was. Guess what happened? He got healed when he was prayed for because he got it. He had that faith. He had listened to the word long enough and he gained understanding. And so he had this point of contact. I will come and you put your hand right here. And when you pray for me, I will receive my healing. He said it and that's what he got. You have to, the point of contact may be anointing all. The point of contact, I'm sick. I'm going to church. They are going to bring out prayer partners today and I'm going to pray pray with one of them. When they lay their hands on me, because Jesus said they shall lay their hands on the sick and they say, that's going to be my point. That's when I will be healed. And so you look up to it. You expect the need. That's faith. That's releasing your faith. The faith is already there. But until you release it, some way, either by speaking or by action, nothing happens. Use your faith. Use your faith. You know, God told, every time we read the scriptures, and we read about Moses stretching out his rod, remember that, and dividing the sea, you think God really needs his, Moses' rod to divide the sea? Really? If that's the way it works, I'll go gather all these sticks around it. It was faith. Moses believed that if when God says to do this, when he puts it out, guess what? He's looking. God doesn't tell him exactly what's going to happen. God doesn't tell Moses, I'm going to send the wind and describe everything. No. Moses is expecting something to happen. 
And when his end result comes, the sea will be divided. And so God's giving us his word. You lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. And so when you do that, that's when you are releasing your faith. Lay your hands on me and I'm going to be healed. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter what the problem is. You have that point where you say, God, at this point, I'm going to believe I receive. At this point, I'm going to believe I receive. And if you go, even if nothing happens, we walk by faith and not by sight. You may not feel anything, but you know that you've received it. And you will, according to Jesus, you will have it. Nobody can stop it. You know, I often have to tell myself, when I'm going through difficult times, and Angela, I said, both of us, we're family, I tell myself, and sometimes I'm sure I speak that word, as long as Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand, and I know he has, you heard me say that many times, this is the end of this problem. I can't, you see, my, my contact to release my faith is the fact that Jesus is there. No one can touch him. If you can get him from that throne, then you can have your way with me. And so I stand on that. And guess what? God comes through. So find that word that you hold on to. So even if it lasts for one week, you're still saying, as long as he's seated at the Father's right hand, the agent of change is going to transform this situation. And it's going to be for my benefit. Listen to this. He says in Exodus 14, verse 15 and 16, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? That's what most of us like to do. Cry and beg. Why do you cry to me? May God speak that to you if you're crying when when you're praying so you can do something. Amen. Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Forward? That means go into the water. Go forward. Tell them. Go forward. And Moses says to the children of Israel, go forward. And they're standing. Huh? What did you say? You don't have eyes? That's see forward there. We're not going any forward. But God understands that. Look at what he says to him. But lift up your rod and stretch it out, stretch out your hand over the sea. And then he tells him what's going to happen. Divide it. Amen? Divide it. Lay hands on the sick. Heal them. Amen. How many got hands here? How many believers here? God says to do it. It's not you, but God said to do it. And God's watching over his word to perform it. God said, ask and you will receive. And so you're through with asking and you're still wondering whether you will receive. Why did you ask then? Ask and you will receive. Seek, you will find. Knock, the door will be open. Everyone who asks receives. 
Hello, everyone who has received. Everyone means everyone. You want me to define everyone? Everyone means everyone. You ask, you receive. Amen. Sometimes we make it too complicated. Let's keep it simple. Amen. Everyone who asks receives. So I can say to myself, that's everyone. You can say to yourself, that's me. In fact, cross out the word everyone and write your name there. Amen. That's me. Use your faith. Use your faith. So he did that and divided it. There was men, Paul was preaching in Lystra. Point of contact. Find something that you can lash onto from God's word. Recognize it and let go. Amen. I was reading a story of a little boy. His father was digging a dish and uh, he was way, he was a tiny boy. The father was deep down in the dish. And the kid got to the edge. He was so deep. He did this. He couldn't see daddy. So it says, Daddy. Daddy says, Yes, Sonny. Don't know if it's exactly the words. But he says, Yes, Sonny. Are you there? Yes. He said, Can I come? Daddy thought for a minute. Okay, just jump and I'll catch you. <laughs> just jump, Daddy will catch you. Okay. He closed his eyes. This is the end of it. And gets few seconds, he's in Daddy's hand. Because Daddy won't laugh. Why don't you take a leap? Just like that, on God's word. He couldn't see the daddy, right? But he had faith that dad's there. So I can take the risk. But when, you are, when it's with God, it's never a risk. Because there is a God. And he answers prayers. And he is on your side. If you feel like he's not on your side, maybe you need to confess that you've done wrong. And instantly, you are forgiven. Because God has promised forgiveness. To everyone who will confess. God has promised. So God can receive you. Paul was preaching in Lystra. He says in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. A cripple from his mother's womb. A cripple from his mother's womb. Who had never walked. You know how long it takes for people to train their children to walk? Crawling and all that. He had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. And Paul observing him intently. And seeing that he had faith to be healed. Said with a loud voice. Stand up straight on your feet. And he leapt. And walked. You know, all the time Paul was speaking, there was faith in the man's heart. Right? But he was still crippled. 
Thank God Paul recognized and saw faith in his eyes. As he was sitting there, Paul saw that. And that faith needed to be released. The power was already there. But something has to be given for him to release his faith. And so Paul yelled out loud. You know why loud? So the, to get the man's attention. I'm speaking to you. Stand up on your feet in this instantly. He was waiting for it. That's your point of contact. He lived and walked. A man that's never walked. Nobody taught him how to walk. He was crippled from his mother's womb. A grown man now. But I can believe all his life he's been thinking, if I could only walk. I see those kids walking. He knew the mechanics. Amen? He walked. He walked. Then there was the woman, uh, the man. Jesus said, now I'm closing. Jesus said to the man, go to the pool of Siloam and watch. Watch. Notice, we think Jesus didn't say anything to him more. I believe Jesus told him, you go do this and you, you will have your eyes restored. Amen? It was just water. Just water. But that was there and God placed it there for him to be able to release his faith. Jesus could have healed him without the water. But that was there for him. So just getting into the water, I'm sure as he got close to the water, he'll be breathing real fast. Knowing, expecting something is about to take place. That's what we are missing. We have to come to the place where you put something, but let the Holy Spirit give that to you. That you know, once I get there, something is going to happen. And even if nothing happens, I know something has happened. It's just going to manifest itself by and by in my life. The woman with the, the flow of blood. She had to do something. The clothes of Jesus, everybody was touching his clothes. Right? But she, not God, she was the one that set that point of contact for herself. She made that up for herself. She knew she couldn't come to him before everybody because she was not supposed to be in the open. The Old Testament tells you, if you do that, then you defile everybody. And certainly, you don't want to touch a prophet. And so she said to herself, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. But there were a lot of people touching him and pulling and nothing was going on. But she had faith. Why wasn't she healed all along trying to get to him? The faith was already there. But there was that point where she released. She knew. Once I touched, and as soon as she touched, she was expecting something. And instantly, you know the Bible cannot lie. Instantly she pulled the power from Jesus. And she was healed. And she, and she felt in her body 
It's something that happened. Amen. May you feel that this morning in Jesus' name. That you know something has taken place in your life because you were able to just release your faith before God. I'm going to ask the prayer partners later to come up here. And you can come. No matter what is plaguing your life. Why don't you honor God today and let somebody pray. Use them as your point of contact for the end of this trouble. Amen. Let them be the end of the trouble in your life this morning. Amen. Faith without works dead. That's what the scripture says. Sometimes the works is just saying what you believe. Amen. That's a lot of work. And just putting that your faith into action. And locating something that you will use for your faith to be released. And please, many times when we have received from God, the enemy comes to us and says, Did God say not to eat? He brings the same old trick. Are you sure you really received this? Are you not feeling a little pain? And you are. And so you receive it. You sign for the package. And you get back to where you were. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. You have faith and God gave that to you. It's always there. All you have to do is find a place to release it. And we're going to release that this morning. Prayer partners, would you come up? No matter what's happening to you, no matter what you're struggling with, let these people pray with you today and believe God, not for their sake, but use them as your point of contact to receive from God. And God will flow through their hands and through their prayers to bring about that change. Would you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask you to come. Whatever is begging, whatever you need change for in your life, would you please come up? Sometimes we just need to honor God.